right. Well, good to see you guys tonight. Just curious, I want to ask you a question as we get started. How many of you guys, really quick, just a show of hands, how many of you have ever felt forgotten? Anybody ever felt forgotten? Every day. Sorry for that. But here's the reality, guys. I think we can all relate to times where we have felt forgotten. I remember when I was, this was probably 10 years ago, so I'm dating this a little bit, but one of my best friends from middle school, high school, he would call me, and, and this particular day was my birthday. So the phone rings, see the guy's name on the phone, I'm like, man, he's calling to, he's calling to tell me happy birthday. Man, that's pretty cool. So I answer the phone, and you know what? He did not say anything about my birthday. We talked about sports, we talked about you know, family stuff. We talked about old middle school and high school memories and, and all this kind of stuff. And no mention of my birthday. Now, now, I mean, let me ask you guys a question. Birthdays are something that should be remembered, right, guys? I mean, birthdays are important, right? And so I hang up the phone and I'm like, man, I mean, come on, man. What a pump calling me on my birthday, not saying anything about my birthday kind of kind of made me feel a little bit of forgottenness, if you will. Now, before we go any farther, is there anybody in here that it is your birthday today? It is your birthday today. Is there any birthdays in the house? It's your birthday? Come on up here. I just have a little gift for you. It's just a birthday gift. Let's give it up for Jalen. Let's give it up for Jalen. Happy birthday. Birthday tomorrow. So now you know at least M12 did not forget, right? You know, sometimes things happen, right, in our life, and we feel forgotten. We feel forgotten by people that we're close to, people that call us friends, people that we call friends. And that's not always the easiest thing, but here's the question. Here's the question that I want to talk about tonight is how many, or actually, I'm not going to ask the question, I'm just going to state the question. How many of you have ever felt forgotten by God? You want to raise your hand, that's fine. But the truth is, sometimes we feel like God is not interested in our life, or we feel like maybe God's kind of distant and we, you know, can't connect with Him, or He's not, he's not with us, right? We just kind of sometimes feel forgotten even when it comes to God. And so if you're here tonight, this is what I would say. This message is specifically for you if you've ever felt that way. And if you have felt that way, you're in really good company because I've felt some of those things too. There's been times when I have felt forgotten by people, but also, and more importantly, even forgotten by God. But the truth is, sometimes the way that we feel, students, think about this, sometimes the way that we might physically or emotionally feel is not necessarily true with our reality. For example, the Bible says this, it says, God's love is greater than any other love. It says in John chapter 15, greater love has no one than this, than for one to lay down his life for his friends. And then when Jesus said this, he said, you are my friends. In other words, Jesus calls you and Jesus calls me friends. But he said, there's no greater love 
There's no greater earthly love. There's no greater love on the face of the planet other than for one to lay down his life for his friends. And that's exactly what Jesus did. And so here's a question to consider. If Jesus committed the greatest act of love towards me and towards you, if he for sure committed the greatest act of love for us or to us, would he really forget about us? And the answer to that question is no. See, the truth is that we sometimes forget, but God doesn't. And so here's what I want you to do. If you're taking notes, write this down. God is faithful when we feel forgotten. God is faithful when we feel forgotten. Meaning this, he will never let you down. He will never leave you. Even when you feel like, and and I want to talk about this for a second because, again, sometimes we feel things that are not necessarily true. And even though it feels a certain way, it's not necessarily lining up with who God really is. Sometimes you may feel forgotten, but God does not forget about us. And here's what we've been doing. We've been looking at a story in the Bible the past couple weeks, the story of Noah. And in the story of Noah, right, what we find is in Genesis chapter 6 and 7 and 8 is that Noah is living in a time where God becomes angry with mankind. So angry, right, that he comes to Noah and he says, listen, I'm going to wipe off every human being on the face of the planet. I'm tired of people doing their own thing, going their own way in life. And, and I'm so tired of it that I'm going to send rain down from heaven and I'm going to wipe the people off the face of the planet. But he chose Noah and he said, but Noah, for you, I want you to build this giant boat. I want you to build this giant boat. And so what we learned in weeks one and two is that Noah was faithful. Noah was blameless and Noah was righteous. We learned that even when, when no one else is standing for what's right or what should, they should be standing for, that you should stand. Noah stood when no one else was standing, right? Then last week, Travis did a great job. He talked about this truth that if we believe that what God says is true, then we'll do what he asks us to do. And see, that is the story of Noah. And so what happened is he spent about 100 years. 100 years is a long time, longer than most of our grandparents lived, right? How many of you, does anybody have a grandparent that's 100, 100 years old? That would be awesome. That's really cool. That's really cool. That's really cool. All right, cool. Well, here's the thing. Noah, Noah, listen up. Noah was building a boat for 100 years, close to, right, A hundred years. And here's the thing. There must have been times when Noah may have thought to himself, man, I think God might have forgotten about me. Like, I think God told me to build this thing, but I've not heard anything from him. I wonder if he's kind of forgotten about what he told me to do. Maybe like, God, you promised and now you are gone. It would be easy to think that he might want to quit, 
that he might want to stop building the boat. But see, I like to try to put myself in the shoes of some of the Bible characters. And can you think about, I mean, think about like this. Once he built the boat, he was on the boat for about a year. Can you imagine being in your home, in your house, for one entire year, not able to go anywhere? Wouldn't that be insane? You guys would be going crazy. You would be going crazy, right? And so maybe some thoughts from Noah, like, man, will the water ever go away, right? Will I ever get the smell of animal poop out of my nostrils, Think about all these animals. It's just him and his family, right, chilling on the, on the ark, and everything else on there is animals. And so imagine the stench, right? Of course he probably felt forgotten. And I know this is super cheesy stuff, but I just want to show you a couple comic strips that I came across that I think are kind of funny. So if you want to laugh, laugh it up. Here's one of them, maybe something Noah said. When this is over, I'm going to need a lot of aromatherapy. You guys get it? Sweet. How about this one? Is it just me, or does it also bother you that he eats animal crackers? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. How about this one? Come on, guys. It's pretty funny. Here's the best one right here, right here. Any cat lovers in the house? You throw the cats overboard, and I'll tell you where I found the branch. It's pretty good. You guys didn't get it. That's okay. But here's the thing. Noah, right? Noah's on this boat for a year. And he's probably at times, he's probably at times feeling forgotten. Feeling like God is not there. But then in Roman, or excuse me, in Genesis chapter 8, here's what the Bible says. But God remembered Noah. It's a beautiful, beautiful couple few words. But God remembered Noah. See, something, if you're taking notes, you might want to write this down. God remembers us. See, Noah was not forgotten. Noah was never forgotten. He may have felt forgotten. He may have felt like God was not there. But God never forgets us. The Bible actually says in the original text, it says that God turned his attention to Noah. See, God turned his attention to Noah and he turns his attention to you. Think about this, students. When you are overwhelmed, God turns his attention to you. When you are stressed out because of all these finals and some of you getting ready to go into high school, crazy, God is, listen, listen, God is with you. When you are stressed, God is with you. He remembers you. When your family is falling apart, God remembers you. When you have a, a sick person, a loved one that's sick, God remembers you. When your friendships seem to be going south and something seems to be going not so good, God remembers you. When you are fill in the blank, God always remembers you. He turns his attention to you, listen, because he loves you. Because he has a plan for your life. 
And let's keep reading. The Bible says it like this. It says, But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock that were with him in the ark. And he sent wind over the earth, and the waters receded. So think about this. Waters started to come down. And it rained, get this, 40 days and 40 nights. It rained nonstop. We're not talking about a sprinkle We're not talking about a mist. We're talking about a heavy rain for 40 days and 40 nights. And the Bible talks about the fact that his boat ended up on the top of Mount Ararat. I have a picture of the mountain, maybe and maybe not. If I don't, no problem. There it is. So can you imagine a giant, huge boat, kind of like the Titanic, let's just say that, on top of the mountain? That's where the boat ended up, that's what the Bible teaches, is that it ended up on top of Mount Ararat. And then the Bible teaches that he sent out a raven, and the raven came back because obviously there was no dry ground. Then he sent out a dove two different times, and the second time the dove did not return, indicating there was now dry ground. And here's what the Bible says. Then God said to Noah, come out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring out every kind of living creature that is with you, the birds, the animals, all the creatures that move along the ground so they can multiply on the earth. And be fruitful and increase in number on it. So Noah did. hundred days on the boat, and finally he and his family and all the animals get off the boat. That was a good day for Noah. And here's something to know. Noah remembered God. See, God remembers us, and in this story we find that Noah remembered God. Noah's faith never wavered. Even in the midst of uncertainty and ridicule, the Lord was always on his mind. And you know the first thing that he did when he got off the ark, the Bible says Noah built an altar. Meaning that Noah worshipped God. He worshipped God. Maybe at one time he felt forgotten by God. But now he was in a place where he worshipped God. The very first thing that he did when he got off the boat. A hundred years of building this giant boat. You talk, we talked about in weeks one and two. Probably he got made fun of. There were probably people ridiculing him, mocking him. I mean, he's building this giant boat and there's no sign of rain. Then he gets on the boat and there's no sign of rain for a good long while. And Noah's starting to think, man, maybe this is not what I was supposed to be doing with my life. But then that changed. And Noah remembered God. See, I think there's a lot that we can worship or we can learn from Noah. See, in a fallen world where we go through difficulty from time to time, Noah would tell us this. Think about it. When you're going through huge challenges, keep going. 
Be faithful to God. Remember his promises. Remember his love for you. Remember that you are a part of a bigger plan and a bigger purpose. Remember that he is always pursuing you. And here's what I know. Here's what I know. I know that for some of you this is hard. Because you're like, man, you don't know my story You don't know what's happened to me. You don't know what's been done to me. You don't know what I've seen. You don't know what I've experienced. Maybe there's broken home stuff in your life. Maybe you've had things you've been taken advantage of. I mean, maybe there's a lot of different things that you have had to deal with. Maybe you've gotten bullied in your school a majority of this year. And you're thinking, man, how in the world... Can I just keep going? Hey, that's a real emotion. You know, there's times in my life where things have happened. And I wonder, where are you at, God? I mean, you you say that you love me. You say that you have this amazing and incredible plan, specifically, you know, planned out for my life and And it doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like you're with me. It doesn't seem like your love is that big. It doesn't feel right now like you care. And what I want you to know tonight is this. That's an okay emotion to have. Because it's real. And you know what the Bible teaches? The Bible teaches that we will have trouble in this world. There will be trouble that we go through in this world. It may be family. It may be a friendship. It may be a, some, someone in your, in your life that you're really close to. It, it, it may be something with school. It may be something uh, with a sports team. It, who knows? But you know what the Bible also says? It says, take heart because I, Jesus, have overcome the world. There might be times when you feel forgotten But understand, my love is real. My love is true. My love is genuine. And Noah would say, push through. He would say, when it's dark, when you you can't seem to believe, understand and know that God remembers you. He knows where you're at. He knows your situation. And sometimes it may seem like, man, he's not acting on my situation. He's not doing anything about where I'm at in life right now. I've been praying for weeks. I've been praying for months. I've been praying for years about specific things, and I'm not seeing God act. Man, those are real emotions. Here's what I can't answer. I am not the sovereign God, so I can't answer why sometimes he allows us to feel things that are really challenging. But I've walked with God long enough to know this. He is faithful. He is faithful to you. He loves you. He was faithful to Noah, and he is faithful to you. And even though your circumstances... And even though the situation you might be sitting in, it's hard to trust that he's faithful, there will come a time when his faithfulness is displayed. And what Noah would say is, keep walking with him. 
What Noah would say is if you've never began a relationship with Christ, if you've never mentioned and told, told God that you wanted him to, to save you from your sin, Noah would say, do that tonight. He would say, trust in the faithfulness and in the love of God. And as we wrap up, here's one of the last things I want you to know tonight. God reminds us of his faithfulness. He reminds us of his faithfulness. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I like a good children's story. And I love the book, the Jesus Storybook Bible, because it highlights in a really easy way to understand what this looks like. I want, I want to read this to you really quickly. It says this. The first thing that Noah did was thank God for rescuing them, just as he had promised And the first thing that God did was he made another promise. This is what God said. I won't ever destroy the world again. And like a warrior who puts away his bow and arrow at the end of the great battle, God said this, see, I have hung up my bow in the clouds. And there in the clouds, just where the storm meets the sun, was a beautiful bow made of light. Check this out. A rainbow, you guys know what that looks like. How many of you love to see rainbows, right? Rainbows are awesome. But listen up. I bet you've never thought about this, but I want to teach you a a quick thought tonight. This rainbow, I want you to put the picture back up. The rainbow represents, right, imagine a bow and arrow, Okay, And the bow is here, obviously, and imagine that there was one time in the story of Noah where that bow was backwards, where it was pointing to earth because God got sick and tired of all of the sin, of all of the mistakes, of all of the stuff that was happening on the earth, and he took it down. By water, that is the story of Noah. He wiped everyone off the face of the earth except for Noah and his family. But see, then God made a promise to Noah. And much like this picture looks like, it looks like the bow is now facing towards heaven. And so what happened is God promised something to Noah. Here's what it says. It wasn't long before everything went wrong again. But God wasn't surprised. He knew that this would happen. That's why before the beginning of time, listen to this, this is huge. Do not not miss this. Before the beginning of time, he had another plan. A better plan. A plan not to destroy the world, but to rescue the world. A plan to one day send his own son, the rescuer. God's strong anger against hate and sadness and death would come down once more, but not on his people or his world. No, God's war bow was not pointing down at the people. It was pointing up into the heart of heaven. See, students, here's the reality. After this happened, 
everybody that was on the earth kind of went back into the same mode of doing things on their own, being disobedient to God, walking with Him one moment and denying Him the next. And you know what God did because of that? He sent Jesus. If you've not paid attention yet, then you need to pay attention now. I want all eyes up on the stage. He sent Jesus Christ. The Bible says it like this. It says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, meaning we are all sinful people. We've all made mistakes. We've all chosen the wrong thing. We're born sick, sinful, and apart from God. But then the Bible says this. It says, for the wages of sin is death. The penalty for sin is death. What we deserve is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. See, God made a promise with Noah through the rainbow. And then God made a promise to us through the cross. See, what the cross represents is the fact that God sent his son Jesus to take upon himself Every sin that you've ever committed from the time you were born to this point and from this point to the rest of your life, God sent Jesus to take on all that sin on himself, to go to a cross, to have nails driven into his hands and his feet because of a promise. And you know what the promise was? Eternal life. A different life. A new beginning, a new covenant where Jesus would come and he would be the perfect sacrifice for you and the perfect sacrifice for me. And here's what the Bible says. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. 